Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello! Welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling podcast. If you're watching live on YouTube right now, thank you so much. If you're not, why not go and search for Simon Miller on YouTube and give me a subscribe. This seems to be a disconnect as well. Get the water off my cheek, or my chin, I should say. Uh, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show is also available on audio. If you'd rather listen to it as a podcast, it's there. Uh, I just started doing it as a, as a live show one day, and it did well, and there was a good, uh, there was a good, uh, what do you call it? Uh, reception to it, so I just kept uh, I just kept doing it. So it's as simple as that. Uh, but yeah, you can get it on podcast, you can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Acast. I think I don't know. Just search for it, and uh, and you will find it. It's as simple as that. Non WWE guy in the super chat is there straight away. Always appreciate a super chat, and as one has come in again. If you are on YouTube right now and you want to ask a question, you want to shape the podcast, you want to disagree with me, anything you write in the super chat, I promise to read out, promise to answer, promise to to get involved. Uh, but he says, screw numbers, bring back the mental health vlogs. No, dude, they didn't go away because of numbers. Uh, I did the mental health vlogs because I'm passionate about mental health for many, many reasons. But I felt like I was getting to a point where I was repeating myself, basically, and I was kind of doing them. Not for the sake of doing them, but I just wanted to give them a bit of the rest. But don't worry, they will, they will return uh, just as and when I feel like there is something to say. And, you know, hopefully, this was always the idea, the cool thing about the mental health vlogs is they're meant to be evergreen content. So they're always there should you need to listen uh, or, you know, take, get my opinion on something like that. Uh, and a little bit of everything has told me that he's unsubbing because he loved the song reactions and not this stuff. That's cool, dude. I mean, the song reactions haven't gone away. I'm still going to be doing them as and when I can. Uh, yeah, simple as that. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, dude. If you want to unsub, that's, that's no problem with me. Uh, again, also on Instagram and Twitter, at SimonMiller316. And a massive shout out to my patrons, patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, there is a link in the description below. You can check it out, even if you can throw a dollar into the pot, like I say. It really does help me do this. There's no word of a lie. Uh, if it you know, ever diminishes or decreases or dwindles or goes down, I'll have to stop doing my own personal content because I won't be able to afford uh, the time or financially afford to do it. Simple as that. There's no point lying or not being transparent or honest. That is the situation I find myself in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a freelancer by trade. I have to make my money. We don't need to get into it. So Super Chat uh, and Patreon are, are ways to do that. So thank you very much. More importantly than all of that, here we sat on a Thursday morning. And I think it's fair to say that Wednesday nights, when it comes to wrestling, are flipping awesome, right? Absolutely flipping awesome. It's there, there, there are sort of minor things you can take away from both shows and say, oh, that kind of annoyed me, or this could have been better. Like NXT, for example, barely even talked about TakeOver. And there were some finishes on AEW. I was like, well, I wouldn't necessarily have done it like that. But that's just my opinion. That's just me reacting to it. Overall, I thought, just what a great time to be a wrestling fan. So much fun. So much entertainment there. You know, while if you want to get sort of caught up on wrestling wars or ratings, you can. Really, as a fan of professional wrestling, it's become awesome to look forward to Wednesday nights because you just get this, yeah, you just get this amazing, amazing feedback. 
I do anyway. Uh, shout out to Evan Dead, FB Goo in the Super Chat, always supporting. Appreciate you, Undead. Who says, Simon, I loved John Moxley versus Darby Allen. I love AEW. I'm ready for next Wednesday already. I hate waiting. Saw some Simon signs at AEW. Also can't wait for ups and downs. There were some uh, ups and downs signs at AEW, which, just so you know, blows my brain every time. It puts a smile on my face. Uh, it humbles the absolute crap out of me. I sometimes just stare off into the distance wondering how this has happened, but I love it. I love it from the bottom of my heart. And you're right, Undead. I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, the, uh, the the John Moxie Darby Allen match was awesome. I was a bit worried about it beforehand because I didn't know what they were going to do to each other, you know, in terms of violence. And while it was a pretty hardcore match, like they were fighting all over the place and there was some biting and the paradigm shift from the top rope was just <laughs> unbelievable. Just such a great match. It was so well worked. Darby Allen clearly has something. He's getting over with the fans. John Moxley is a proper star. And, you know, even though Darby Allen lost, it didn't matter. It made no difference because they had such a good match. And he got killed by such a good move. Like I said, that top rope paradise shift looked devastating. It was like, it's all good. It's all good. I, I thought it was fantastic. It was a great way to end AEW. I thought, like, I mentioned NXT. I thought AEW was awesome too. I mean, we're, we're going to get to it. But yeah, having it topped and tailed with uh, Nick Jackson and Phoenix and then ending with Mox versus Darby. I don't think you can get too. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can get too mad about it. Uh, shout out to Dutrain24 in the super chat who says, "I'm hyped for your Mania weekend match. You and me both. Where will it be? Do you know when tickets go on sale? And will you be doing some sort of meet and greet photo up? Keep up the positivity." Uh, but I don't know all the specific details like meet and greets. I mean, yes, hopefully. I mean, I'll be in, I'll be around and about anyway. But I imagine they would do it. But it's all thanks to Pro Wrestling Revolver (PWR), which of course is Sammy Callahan's wrestling promotion. Uh, they do a show, I believe on the Thursday before WrestleMania called Pancakes and Pile Drivers, or maybe it's Pile Drakes and pa one of the two. You can find it out now. And it's going to be there. That's where it's going to be happening. It's 11 a.m. in the morning, I believe, on the Thursday. I mean, it will be in uh, it's Tampa, isn't it? It'll be in the Tampa area. Simple as that. It'll just be in the Tampa area. Uh, you can probably get tickets now. Let me see if they've tweeted anything. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it on this computer, am I? Because this is my other computer. that I Oh, no, I've, I've been able to log in. Pro Wrestling revolver it's always fun we do this live isn't it are you going to be able to find this no of course you're not twitter because you are useless <laughs> uh there we go i found it i think that they've i think that they put up a a poster for it or something you should go and check them out anyway even if you haven't uh just go to go to their social media i don't want to sit here just scrolling through the internet if i do find it i'll make sure to mention it but i'm pretty sure they've got um They've got it up, but it'll be on that Thursday. In the if you're at WrestleMania, you'll be able to find it. And nearer the time, I'll make sure I give you, uh, yeah, I'll give you the uh, the details. But um, yeah, it's basically at WrestleCon. It'll be wherever WrestleCon is. They usually find a venue to do it in there, and they're really fun shows anyway. So that will be what's happening with me at WrestleMania, which is just crazy, just crazy. Bat Mores in the super chat says, "Have you ever wanted a storyline to fail because you didn't like it, or do you prefer to let them play out and hope they get better?" I mean, that's an interesting question. It's like when some people say they want their manager of their sports team to get fired because they don't think they're doing a good job and they know that will get rid of him. But no, I've never seen it like that. Uh, even the Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley stuff, I want it to be good. I want them to find a way to make it work because I like them as performers and I appreciate they're doing the best job they can. I don't really have it in me as a human being the way I approach life to watch it and go, oh, I hope this, I hope this fails. Because I don't want anything to fail. I want everyone to be successful. I want everyone to be happy. I'm just that guy. What an asshole. 
So, no, I've never thought that, but I do know what... But again, it doesn't even work in wrestling because you can come up with so many times a storyline has failed and it hasn't stopped them from doing other things that make you roll your eyebrows and, or roll your eyes and raise your eyebrows. So, no, I'd, rather, I'd always rather something succeeded. I'd always rather be wrong. You know, I'd always rather watch something and go, oh, this is crap, it's never going to work. And it does. Great. I put my hands up and go, well, I had my opinion. Now I've got egg on my face and I'd eat the egg because it's got good nutritional contents. Uh, Shelby Lynn in the Super Chat says, I went to my first mental health meeting thanks to you. Well, Shelby, uh, that blows my mind straight away. It's incredible to think that you've done that. But more importantly, that's great. That's awesome. Those kind of things are important. Um, there's still a stigma around them, which sucks. You should just be able to go and chat to it. Because the thing is, if, if everybody that had mental health issues went to a mental health meeting, 100% of the human race would go, right? Because we all have those things. We're all dealing with such, uh, such troubles. So I really hoped it helped. Uh, more power to you. I think you'll come out the other side feeling even better. And yeah, without wanting to sound a bit weird, I'm proud of stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's great. And I think it's a good indication of where we're heading um, as, uh, as, as, as a society. Uh, Solisto in the super chat. Just want to be an asshole and said, that was the ugliest spear I've ever seen. Your dad would be disappointed. Joking aside, you definitely look better in the ring, hand on heart. Hey, man, we're talking about... So, yeah, I put up a wrestling video yesterday of my latest match, which you can check out now on the YouTube channel. I said I didn't hit that spear very well, Solisto. I thought I was very awesome, uh, very awesome, very honest. And I also think, this is what I meant to say, I also think you can watch other videos that I put up where I do hit better spears. But look... If I'm going to put myself out there, which I am, like I'm doing right now, I've got to be able to put up the good and I've got to be able to put up the bad. There's no point pretending that everything goes to plan because it doesn't. So if you want to log in and tune in and tell me it sucked, hey man, more power to you. I respect that. You want to give it a down? That's cool. It was a bit of a, it's <laughs> just a bit of a, a clash of heads. But that's all right. That's all right. John the Gin the Super Chat says, will you make Stuff Just Happens t-shirts hand on heart? Yeah, I'm looking into it now. Uh, keep an eye on my Twitter, I guess, at Simon316. And as soon as I know more, I'll be able to, uh, I'll be able to tell you. But yes, I would like to somehow uh, make, that, uh, make that a thing. So let's start with NXT. As I, To me, that was the... AEW was great, but I feel like NXT grabbed more headlines just because the amount of main roster stars they threw on that show. They want to win the ratings war this week. And again, if, they, if that's what they're going after, why not? Especially because you do have a storyline reason to tie it in. I saw a few people being like, oh, of course they did this. You know, of course they put all the, the main roster stars on NXT. But they did have, a, like I say, there was a, a legitimate uh, reason to, you know, work it in. Because we've got Survivor Series, it is brand versus brand versus brand. If you're going to do it, you may as well do it on the go-home show on NXT, which was last night. And I thought it was great. Like the first thing we saw was Becky Lynch coming to the ring. She gets uh, called out by Rhea Ripley. They have a match. It gets called off because Shayna Baszler and the four horsewomen were there. You know, that builds to everything that they've got going on there, triple threat. And just seeing Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch was cool anyway. Then you have, what, Ricochet coming out of nowhere. He fights Matt Riddle and Cesaro in a hat. Cesaro, you've got to stop wearing a hat because that's two for two now. You did it on Raw as well. I'm like, I know who that is. And then I realize it's Cesaro. Uh, who the hell did he come out with? I can't even remember now. Anyway, you know, that, so the Raw, the, uh, the Raw, the SmackDown guys, they're, they're taking over. Matt Riddle won. It's only about three minutes, but I really enjoyed it. But obviously that allowed Matt Riddle to win. And then at the end of the show, you know, you've got Adam Cole celebrating after his ladder match, but Seth Rollins is there, and then Tommaso Ciampa is taking on Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is getting booed, which is hilarious. Keith Lee and either Ivar or Eric, I can't which one, from the Viking Raiders is doing dives onto the whole thing. Like, the whole t-shirt thing is ridiculous, but we say that every year. This must be the fourth or fifth year we've been talking about Raw SmackDown t-shirts. You don't need that. And also, I just I find it impossible to buy into the idea that wrestlers care about their brand when they only moved like six weeks ago. But we, we already mentioned that that was going to be 
difficult because of the wild card rule. But the addition of NXT has helped that. And look, seeing all these quote-unquote main stars in a show like NXT, which because they are shooting it in full scale still, I don't want to say it feels small fry because that's unfair, but it does feel... You want to compare it to AEW, right? It does feel lesser just because, you know, AEW have a crowd of thousands and NXT has a crowd of 400. That's just, it doesn't mean one or other the other is better. That's just how the world works. But yeah, it was really cool seeing them, seeing them in that in that scenario. I just, you know, and, and we, had, we, we, we had the Viking Raiders versus the Forgotten Sons. Is that right? I'm getting confused because we also had the Revival versus the Undisputed Era. That's right. Two great matches all around. I guess in that field, they're allowed to have more NXT-style matches as opposed to Raw or SmackDown matches, and I think that benefited. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Like, there are issues, like I said earlier. It's crazy that we don't know who's on the NXT Survivor Series team. Maybe that is going to tie into something to do with um, War Games on Saturday, but we don't know. We probably should have been told. And you have to ask yourself, where do we find ourselves next Wednesday when Survivor Series is over and done with? But there's no point getting too far ahead of ourselves. I thought within the structure and within the, um, the nature of what, of what was presented here, I thought it was a really, really fun show. I loved it. Constantly, I was like, oh, who's going to show up next? Who's going to show up next? And look, you know, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, I think Ricochet counts. Drew McIntyre, he was there. These are big names. I mean... Drew McIntyre was probably the hardest one to stomach because even over the last few weeks, he doesn't seem to give two hoots about Raw, SmackDown or NXT. But he's, you know, he's a dude you look at and you go, oh my gosh, it's Drew McIntyre. So I'll be intrigued to see how, how, they, how they do overall. And, you know, having the last thing that you saw on the show being Tommaso Ciampa and Seth Rollins just kicking the crap out of each other, it was a bit like Fantasy Warfare. It was a bit like playing the, the 2K games, right? It had that surreal feel to it because we're just not um we're just not used to it so yeah i loved it i thought nxt was a was a fabulous show and it made me excited about survivor series maybe not as excited about again takeover as i should have been the focus does seem to be on sunday but i guess you got to prioritize and wwe has decided survivor series is what they care about the most i don't know but it was a great use of everything they teased on monday again loads of people clashing that i never thought i would see and hopefully we can make the most of this going forward. Hopefully we can come up with some idea where we do get these matches. Like, I'd love to see a longer match between Matt Riddle and Ricochet. I'd love to see a proper match between Champa and Seth Rollins. I'd love to see, you know, Keith Lee and maybe Dominic Dijakovic versus the Viking Raiders or something surreal like that, you know? I think I think there's options there. Uh, do let me know in the chat what you thought about NXT as well. Did you like it? Did you not? Do you think it was overkill? Did you think it was too much? Like, it was very heavy-handed. They could have had a big, you know, giant spotlight going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got the main roster guys coming. Um, uh, yes, definitely let me know. And also, obviously, I didn't say this earlier, the podcast is sponsored by pinsandknuckles.com. Make sure you check them out for all your merchandise needs. Also go to pinsandknucklesmerch.com, and there you can get yourself your hands on some exclusive Simon Miller t-shirts that I've done with them, or you can get all my other merchandise at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Nice and easy, those three things. Uh, Matthew Bailey wants to switch things up in the super chat he says thoughts on the Jim Cornette situation yeah if you haven't heard about this it's from NWA power this week where I'm not going to quote it not in a million years Jim Cornette made a very very we'll go with controversial comment uh, when he was talking about Trevor Murdoch I think I mentioned this on a stream we did yesterday we did the Star Wars stuff and somebody asked me the truth of the matter is, it's just uncalled for and it's inappropriate and there was no need to say it. I know the Defence Force has, has come out and said, oh, but he used to say this stuff all the time in the 80s. But that doesn't mean that it was better. Just because we lived in a culture there where those things did fly freely doesn't mean they should have been allowed to fly freely then. And thankfully, in 2019, we live in a more, I don't know what term you want to use, aware, 
Some people like to say politically correct. Some people like to say sensitive, whatever. I don't care. It was a comment that offended some people. And sometimes I think it's okay to take a step back, even if you weren't offended, and go, but why has this person been offended? Like, try and educate yourself. Uh, I thought it was terrible. I thought it was awful. I thought there was no need for it. I thought him resigning was the only thing that he could have done. Because obviously it wasn't just that. He'd also made the comments about Justin Roberts. And him, I understand it was a joke, but he said that he should register as a sex offender. But the way that it was delivered was it just so vitriolic. I just, I, it was just lost on me, the whole thing. Like, I respect Jim Cornette's opinion as I respect everybody's opinion. But I think sometimes it gets a little, it goes a little bit too down the wrong way. And all of this was just really aggressive and, and not that nice. I just, yeah, I, I just don't need it. I don't need anything like that. Um, it was just, it was uncalled for and it was unnecessary. And all the words I've already used is a thumbs down. It was a brown down, right? You want to, if you want to get into, into stuff like that. And I know some people in the chat are going to disagree. I know some people on my Twitter when I get in touch and disagree and that's okay. That's your decision. I don't agree with you. And I think it's probably good to, again, just take a moment and try and figure out why there is a backlash to it. But yeah, no good. No good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Aaron Salaber in the Super Chat says, Hey Simon, just want to show my appreciation for what you do. Your bald-headed voice has helped me through a tough couple of months. Was worth staying up till midnight to show my appreciation. Cheers, mate. Aaron, that is very kind. Thank you, my friend. Uh, I hope you're okay. Sounds like you've been going through some stuff. Remember that we all do, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's life. It happens to us all. And as I say to everybody, if I've been able to help you even one iota, then you flatter me, you humble me. And again, you know, even in my low moments, I will think of messages like this and I'll smile and I'll grin to myself like, that's a, that's a crazy thing. Uh, but all the love to you, my friend. All the best wishes. Uh, happy night, I guess, because it is midnight, no matter where you are, depending where you are based. And yeah, dude, just keep your head up high. And, you know, in your low moments, you know, uh, try and think, be it myself or a wrestler you like or whatever, just know that they they have been in a similar position to you. I mean, The Rock was on Ariel Hawani's show last week, two weeks ago, and even he talked about anxiety and apprehension. And he's The Rock, right? Biggest celeb- One of the biggest celebrities in the world, rich, millionaire, smashed every industry he's ever been in, got tequila coming out, brand new movies. It's not... You know, the classic, the cheesy line is it's okay to it's it's okay to be not okay. And that is that is the truth. So Aaron, sending you all the good thoughts. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being a fan. As I always say, if you didn't watch, there'd be no point in me doing this. It is it is much appreciated. Uh Sean Gearhorn in Super Chat says, seeing Ripley versus Lynch makes me want to see her versus Charlotte. Their stature and overall strength with the constricting stars would be awesome. I agree. I mean, one of the cool things about Rhea Ripley, when you do see her go toe-to-toe with people on the main roster. It's like the antithesis to when it happens with the men. Rhea Ripley ain't small. <laughs> so when she sizes up to anyone, you're like, oh my gosh, you look like an absolute beast, which is probably one of the reasons I think she has something to her. So yes, I would like to see that because Charlotte kind of towers over the NXT roster, uh, the, the, the women's roster too. I'd love to see, I'd like to see Rhea Ripley versus anybody. Rhea Ripley has something. What that is, I don't know. But I'd take Rhea Ripley versus Becky, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Oscar, Rhea Ripley versus Kyrie Sane. I take all of it. I take all of it. I think that done right and used well. Hey, at the moment, she can stay down at NXT for as long as she wants. They're on TV. It's a bigger brand than it ever has been. But yeah, I, I think done right, something like her versus Charlotte, when, again, you have a bit of a difference when it comes to the women because they're both bigger than the other people on the on the roster, like I say. It'd be something different. But don't forget, the, the visually, 
That's the first thing you see. So it is going to influence how you feel about something. Uh, just tired. Best super, uh, best uh, name for a while in the super chat. Could we see any brand betrayals this weekend? I think it depends on what we're doing next week and what we're doing after after the Survivor Series. I had this feeling on Monday that maybe Drew McIntyre could do that because he just vanished during the Triple H NXT segment. But now that he's turned up and kicked some of them in the face, or maybe he kicked a SmackDown guy in the face, I can't remember now. A lot happened in those. There was a lot of brawls. But I could see Drew McIntyre doing it potentially, which would explain why he kept, you know, vanishing. Kevin Owens, maybe, but I don't think you want to put them down on... Okay, they couldn't live down. May, I mean, maybe. Maybe like when Kurt Angle turned during the invasion angle. Maybe you could do something like that. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be too surprised. And I, if it turns into a story, then I think that would be great because I think it's really important to, you know take some because when we come out of Survivor Series there's no feuds if we are going back to brand 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 so we can start working them into the pay-per-view I think it makes sense uh, chicken salad in the super chat sending love from Louisiana look forward to your content every week are you streaming Jedi today thank you chicken and thank you always for being a part of these I always see a name you're always cropping up uh, yeah we should be doing some Star Wars later today keep an eye on the channel that's my plan anyway I'm going to finish that damn game by hook or by crook uh, and Anthony Taggle, my man, a constant supporter, a constant good dude. Hey Simon, hope you're having a lovely day, mate. Hand on heart, I am, and I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're having a a good day as well, my friend. And thank you, thank you for supporting the podcast. Right, let's move on to Dynamite AW, which we haven't talked about. I mean, the Nick Jackson Phoenix match was unbelievable, as far as I'm concerned. I, I woke up to negativity straight away, as is often the way on the internet, with people saying, oh, it was just move, 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 and nobody was selling anything. I don't even care. When two people are that athletic and have come up with such incredible spots and are doing things that I can't even remember the last time I saw done in a ring, I can't help but sit back and just look at it like, this is just this is just brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. I mean, they were doing some crazy-ass things. The flow... Never stopped. I don't think they made one mistake the whole time, and I think we all would have forgiven them if they if they would have done, simply because it was, you know, I just thought it was amazing. There's no point trying to trying to put it over in any other other direction. Every beforehand, everyone was like, "Oh, but you know, Phoenix is a tag team guy. Nick Jackson is a tag team guy, but they can still wrestle. They're still premier workers. Okay, maybe you prefer them in sort of you know tag team fights." I just thought it. I'm not even going to try and justify it. I just loved it. It was a great way to kick off the show. It was so much fun. If I'd never watched AEW before and I saw this, I go maybe I'll hang around for a bit because it was just brilliant. Yeah, it just it ticks so many boxes. Absolutely fabulous as far as I'm concerned. Uh, a win-win all around, and that goes to the, the last match as well. Like John Moxley and Darby Allen was different, but it just brought all over the place. I think John Moxley at one point dislocated his finger. He kind of got it caught in the ropes and he didn't look best pleased. But it was a great way to kind of underline what AEW is all about. And that kind of works too, because in the middle of the show, I'm pretty sure it was top of the second hour, you had the Chris Jericho in-ring promo segment, which was just fun. It was just so entertaining. You know, he's going one-on-one with Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky's holding his own. SCU kind of dupe him in to giving him a title match next week. It ties into everything that happened last week. Him and Jericho and Jack Swagger are great together. The Inner Circle got involved. It's just, it, there's so many different story points going here, there, and everywhere. And you can tell it's not scripted. You can tell they're kind of coming up with it on their fly. Scorpio Sky held his own. I can't want to see Scorpio Sky win, even though I hope he doesn't, because that would be nonsense. Just, yeah, honestly, it was, it was just so much fun. It was so easy to watch. I even liked the Dark Order video, which I'm now starting to find out that everyone thought was crap. I liked it because, A, I love it when wrestling does anything different. Like, I really, really, really do. That kind of 
odd, different video package that you, you, you don't usually see gets me interested. But also, once I understood what it was, I was like, oh, wow. It's, uh, it, it's, allowing, it's telling me why there are minions in AEW's Dark Order faction, right? They're losers or they're down on their luck folks or people looking for some friends or some happiness or whatever you want to call it. And they have found it in the Dark Order and they're actively going out. It's a cult. It's a cult. And there was a really cool line by the announcer where he says, oh, you're on a losing streak. So now you kind of get the idea, oh, maybe we're going to, you know, who, who's on a losing streak right now in AEW? Maybe they're going to join up for the Dark Order. If we can do more stuff like this, I think we could turn, because the Dark Order are fine, but they're, they're not really connecting with the crowd. But more stuff like, I just, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really clever. I thought it was really smart. When it started, I had my interest. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what the, this is, this is bizarre. It's two thumbs up from me. I've got something in my teeth. There we go. Sean Gihon, Super Chat, says, I love the ending too. The running knee from Ciampa to Cole before getting in the ring versus Seth was a great touch. It was like, yeah, I get we got the main roster here, but I'll never forget about Goldie. That is true. A lot of the continuation stuff on NXT in terms of NXT storylines kind of happened under the radar, but at least they at least they happened. But there wasn't sort of a massive focus on them, which I do understand. But you're, but you're right. Again, the cool thing about NXT and AEW, for that matter, is that it rewards you for watching the week before or even 10 weeks before. It's like a good sitcom. And if you know Tommaso Ciampa's motivations, intentions, his past, and you know what Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era has been doing recently, it makes sense while Ciampa would be like, well, I'm going to punch you first or knee you first, but then I'm going to go after Seth Rollins because he's on my turf and I don't like it. It was honestly NXT was a really good show. So was AEW. There were so many cool things you could take away from it. I mean, like the only major criticism, the two criticisms I had of Dynamite this week, and I know not a lot of people will agree, and I said this on ups and downs, and again, 35 minutes. Make sure you come at 2 p.m. GMT if you are watching this live. Make sure you come with me to What Culture Wrestling, where we will do ups and downs for Dynamite Live in the in the chat. But I thought I I, I I'm just talking about me, right? I'm not saying it's a bad move overall. I'm talking about me. I wouldn't have had um, Santana and Ortiz lose. Uh, I understand Nick Jackson got involved, but I thought uh, the proud and the powerful, whatever you want to call them, they really felt like they were kicking ass and they were number two in the ratings and the rankings and all of this. I would have had that go on, especially because Private Party lost to the best friends the other day. I didn't feel like this was the best friend's time. I felt like it was yeah, Ortiz and Santana's time. We should have kept going with them as long as possible. I know it allows them to have another match with the Young Bucks, but that's just how I felt. It, was, it, was just, it just didn't make much sense to me. I, I just, I thought it would be much cool, especially because they're part of the inner circle. I want all of those guys, so Sammy Guevara, Jericho, you know, Sammy Guevara, to just keep, to just keep going on, to just keep winning until eventually they get, they get taken out. So that was a bit, but again, not bad. Just when I went, well, and the other thing for me was I would have done that Kenny Omega thing in the ring. And again, I'm pulling at straws, I'm being a pedant, but that's just, you know, what hit me in the face when I was watching it. It was funny and it was cute. And I like the fact he was being spotted on a bench that he was lifting like one kilogram on. But I feel Kenny Omega would have been better served being in front of a live crowd and getting that reaction, especially because we only had one other promo like that on AEW, which was the Chris Jericho stuff. And that did go a long time. But there were other matches where I was like, well, we could cut five minutes off here. We could cut a couple of minutes off there and maybe allow Kenny Omega to have his entrance, make him feel like a star. Just my personal, my personal preference. But other than that, awesome. The Dynamite, was it the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal, as Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat has just said. Billy Gunn, what the fuck? <laughs> MJF versus Hangman next week. Yeah, Billy Gunn was in that <laughs> Battle Royal. I think we all forgot how tall Billy Gunn is. That's 6'5", 6'6". So he looked like a giant, but 
so many people have jumped on that. Oh, the AW guys are too small. I mean, if MMA has taught us anything, is that size isn't isn't it's not everything, but it's uh yeah, he's he's not a small man by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was great to have him in it. You know, he played his part. He mucked around with Orange Cassidy. He was mucking around with Sunny Kiss, just having a great time. And as I talk about a lot of ups and downs, because everybody was having such a good time, I was too. The vibes come out of the television. And I was surprised that MJF and Hangman Page were in it. I'd got this battle royal completely wrong. I thought it was going to be to take someone from the quote-unquote mid-card and give them a focal point, give them something to do. But as soon as I saw those two guys, I'm like, well, it must come down to them. Because as far as I'm concerned, in the AEW hierarchy, they're at the top. And it did. You know, MJF screwed us at the end, as he's wont to do when he chucked out Jungle Boy, that classic battle royale maneuver. But... I think MJM and Hangman Page going into a little program, which will, I guess, start or maybe even end next week. It's a bit crazy they're fighting after a ring, but you just got to make me believe the ring's important. And that's probably why MGF should win. MGF is such a butthole that it makes much more sense for him to make out this ring is the most important thing in the world. Whereas Hangman Page doing that, unless Hangman Page is going to go off in a different direction, which you could do. But I think with Wardlow and everything else, yeah, I think MJF could really use this as this bizarre. And of course, eventually someone like Cody Rhodes stamps on it and breaks the ring. And it's like, oh no, it's old school stuff, but it does work. As, again, as long as you make me believe in, the, in this ring. So yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun too. I can't even think what else happened on Dynamite. It's just a good show. It was just, it was so easy to watch. Like when the, when the two hour mark was over, I liked Sheeda versus Britt Baker as well. I like the fact that Sheeda won. It makes the women's division more interesting. Again, that's a work in progress when it comes to all elite wrestling. It's not perfect, but I thought it was a good match. Surprising victory. I like the fact that Britt Baker is obsessed with her lockjaw finisher. Sometimes we don't get that from wrestlers. If you know that's good and you know it wins, use it. Why wouldn't you use it? Uh, but yeah, that, that that was yet another just wonderful, <laughs> easy, it's just easy to watch. And that's what I like from wrestling these days. I enjoy it when it just flies by and by the time it's finished, you're like, you know what? I could probably watch some more wrestling, to be honest. It's far better than the alternative when you're like, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to go on and do it. <laughs> <laughs> which does happen. Uh, shout out to Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat. Again, always supporting. Thank you, Undead. I also popped for Havoc losing it and called everybody tossers. Such a British term. And he started stapling everybody. I loved it. Yeah, man. Don't don't throw Jimmy Havoc out of a battle royal, we learned. He got in there. He stapled Billy Gunn. See, again, he was having the whale of a time. And he did. He looked right into the camera and went tossers, <laughs> which I imagine was lost on 85% of their audience. But it's cool to see Jimmy Havoc have that spotlight shine on him so much. There was some rumors that he got into an altercation with... Oh, somebody. I can't. Joey Janela, maybe? No, I don't know who it was. But that seems to have um, been brushed aside, which is good. But yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, the battle roll was fun. I know a lot of people rolled their eyes. And the whole Lucha Story stuff as well, right? Lucha Story comes out after the Chris Jericho stuff. He cleans house. He saves Marco Stunt and uh, Jungle Boy. And then he goes straight into a match with Peter Avalon and he whips his ass. I don't think he's 100% healed at the moment. That's kind of the vibe I get. But my word, if you want to cement his status at the moment which is that everybody loves him which they do absolutely put him in angles like this but on top of that again if you don't know who this weird man and a dinosaur is you see everybody going crazy for him he's beating dudes in like 10 seconds it's awesome like it is absolutely awesome like i just yeah i just think it's um yeah i just i just think it's two thumbs up two thumbs up and that goes for nxt as well there was nothing there was nothing that i saw that I didn't enjoy last night. Oh, well, that's not true. I've already mentioned a couple of things, but 
I uh, they are pedantic stuff. Like, I think Raw and NXT, Raw and NXT, NXT and Dynamite this week has been the best wrestling you could have asked for from an American uh, American point of view. Uh, we should also talk about CM Punk on WWE backstage. I liked it a lot. Again, there's always criticism. Oh, he wasn't harsh enough on the product. I thought he still spoke his mind and he still responded to the questions that he was asked. Like, I don't expect him to go in there and just start tearing down walls for the, uh, for the sake of it. The thing that surprised me is that the, I think the rating was like 180,000. I thought we'd do much more than that. I mean, over the last three weeks, they've gone 49, 100, 180. So, you know, that is, that, that is a big increase. But yeah, I thought I just thought they would do more. Maybe that time slot, the time slot, time slot, <laughs> time slot on FS1, which apparently is like 11 p.m., which is like death for anybody, uh, is just too much. But look, I get that some people are upset that he's come back in this fashion and they want to see him in the ring. But what seems to have been forgotten is that he doesn't want to be a wrestler again, or at least that's the idea that I get. So let's take that as read, and let's say that he does just want to be an analyst he just as wants to work for fox as well as doing his acting his comic books his his grammar slams whatever else that he wants to do that's okay and he's a human being and he's allowed to make those choices and he's allowed to be happy and if him sort of dipping his toe back into wrestling on wwe backstage is the way to do that i don't think it's a mistake like i saw these articles going oh waste of a return wait it's only a waste of a return if right now he's decided that he does want to be at Survivor Series or he does want to be at the Royal Rumble, if that deal is on the table, then don't put him on WWE backstage. But if those deals aren't on the table, and I would be amazed if they are after hearing him speak on interviews and on the show he was on, then just let him come back. Just let him come back. Let him do his thing. If you're a CM Punk fan, you can get his opinions on the WWE product. Again, I, I thought he responded to every question honestly. I don't expect him to take a mic and go, this was crap and that was crap. Because sometimes that comes across badly anyway. Like, I find that some people don't like my positivity because they just don't, which is fine. But I often, I, what I hear more about is some people, depending on their mood, will tune out of shows when someone is overly negative. Because they're like, well, now you're just taking shots. There's no point taking shots. And some people do like that too. There's an audience for everything. I don't want Punk to do that. I want Punk to respond to the questions that are put to him. He said that big dog on uh, SmackDown was rubbish. He said he thinks the product's overproduced. He says he likes the women's. He doesn't like the women's revolution. That's fine. These are all things that are acceptable criticisms. But I don't think he all of a sudden has to start going, I don't know, you know more wider problems. He can down the line. But I think you kind of have to balance that out. So I enjoyed him. I thought he was good. I'll always make sure I watch backstage when he's on it because I just appreciate, I just like listening to him. I feel like he doesn't hold back. Just my opinion. Uh, Brad Shepard of all people quote tweeted me when I wrote this on Twitter. Very strange. Never had any dealings with Brad Shepard. And he was all joker. Like, wait till they get a load of me. That was bizarre. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not on WWE backstage. So you, you've completely misrepresented the context of my tweet. Odd, 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 odd. Uh, Crouton in the Super Chat says, Hey, Simon, what do you think about people uncovering tweets on the NWA co-owner when he was talking about pushing for a white, uh, a white ethno state? Well, I haven't seen that, so I can't comment on it. But obviously... Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. Uh, I'll have to look into that again. That I, I saw the stuff with Jim Cornette, and I saw all the stuff with Dave uh, Laguna commenting about it. And I, I, there is a huge question mark about why, because this was edited weeks ago, why when it was being edited, that wasn't edited out. But I don't have the answers to that. But yes, Crouton, if what you're saying is true, obviously terrible. I've said this, I literally said this on the podcast we did the other day. I'll say it again. I don't even believe, it sounds all hippy trippy, but I don't not I believe in it. I understand you have to regulate it. But when it comes to borders and nationality, I'm not even into that. 
Because I just think it's completely random where you're born. And if you're proud of where you're from, that's excellent. But you don't get a choice in the matter. Hence why we right now, we've got people watching from America, New Zealand, Australia, maybe France, Spain, Italy, everywhere, Russia. And that's what's cool is that we can all connect to this one, whatever it may be, be it my show, something on TV, where we can all connect to this one, this one sort of you know, central hub. And we're all human beings. We all come out the same way. We all deal with a lot of stuff. And then we go out the same way too. I'm not going to get worried about... I mean, you have to worry about it because it's important. Otherwise, you know, you do get terrible atrocities that we've seen. But in terms of my own walk about life, I don't want to say I don't care. That's the wrong word. But whether you're, you know, gay, straight, black, white, Asian, American, Russian, British, I just want... just Let's just all get on. And let's all be happy because we're dealing with our own daily battles as it is. The last thing you need to do is walk out the door and have somebody attack you for something that you can't even control. That seems absolutely crazy to me. So yes, I'll look into that. I don't know. But I would certainly never agree with anything like that. But that's just my take on life. And it's my take on most things. It's my take on professional wrestling. It's one of the reasons I am so positive. Some people get so wound up by it, and that's fine. But and I don't mean this in the way that it sounds. It is just pro wrestling. And I love pro wrestling. I have, it's my biggest passion in the world, hence why I've kind of dedicated my life to it in many ways. But if it went away tomorrow, we'd find a way to survive. And that's because there are more important things out there. Hence why I always say wrestling is there to make you happy. Wrestling is there to put a smile on your face. And if it's not, maybe the best thing you can do is try and put yourself in a position where it does. So if you hate Raw, watch AEW. If you hate NXT, watch Raw. Like, figure out a way that you're getting the entertainment out of it. And I'm, like I said before, if your entertainment is watching Raw and going, this is crap, and then going on Reddit or Twitter and slagging it all off, you can do that as well. Of course you can. The line there is don't get upset with other people if they liked it, and that does happen. But anyway, there's my two cents. No idea uh, <laughs> no idea why we went on that rant, but it, uh, but it just happens. Uh, right. That's kind of everything that's happened. That's AEW and NXT. Like, they were both very straightforward streamlined, easy to access shows. There's nothing really we have to delve into. Uh, we'll predict Survivor Series uh, tomorrow or Saturday. I have a Patreon coming on the show later. Of course, you can come on the show too. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's loads of tiers. You can get postcards signed by me. You can get a t-shirt. You can come on the podcast. You can get a video. You can join my Q&A sessions. Again, you can check it out, see what works for you or what doesn't if you're not into that. And yeah, so we'll do the prediction show on the, on the, on the Patreon episode this week, which again, will either be tomorrow or Saturday. Um, but there, apart from building two Survivor Series, so AEW, obviously, we don't know when their next pay-per-view is going to be. I guess not till the new year, but you never know. And WWE is all hands on deck for Survivor Series. Oh, there are some matches set for, uh, for AEW next week, I should have mentioned. I've got them up now. Obviously, we've got Chris Jericho versus Scorpio Sky in a title match. Going to be interesting. MJM versus Hangman Page, the Battle Royal final. And Cody Rhodes returns is something they're advertising as well. So he's surely going into a program with either Wardlow or MJF. And he has to get involved with that Hangman Page match for the, for the Diamond Ring too. Um, spoilers as well, if you want to turn your, uh, your dial down for a second... I'll give you a, that was me giving you a pause. There did some villain enterprise is, which is Marty Skrull's obviously team merchandise did pop up on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees the other day, and again it was synced up to AEW. So maybe this MJF ring hangman stuff could be heading in the direction of um, of uh, Marty Skrull coming into AEW, especially because I think his contract is up next week or nine days. I believe it's the thirtieth of November. 
We will see. Chaz Saw in the super chat says, love you, Simon. Hand on heart. It's very nice, Chaz. Thank you very much. I love you too, dude. Um, oldest Tyler in the super chat. Hand on heart says, Simon, you are of my nationality, a human being. Damn right, my friend. I understand how cheesy that sounds, but I don't care. That's exactly how I see it. I, I, we're, we're humans. You know, we don't even know what that even means. I'm not getting into it again. But we don't even know what it means. What even is humanity, man? Like, it's crazy when you actually take a step back and think what we're doing here. But let's, <laughs> let's not go on too much of a, of a tangent. Uh, Crouton in the Super Chat says, that's very true, Simon. Patriotism over nationalism. Patriotism is a love of country. Nationalism is hate of others. Yeah, that's it. And I don't, I don't, I don't surround myself by hate. Like, we talked about the mental health stuff earlier. And, you know, surrounding yourself by hate is a... Is a treacherous, a treacherous path. Not that I've ever done that, but I've been in and around it, and I know where it can lead. And so now I'm going to go the opposite way. And Sean Gearhorn getting the stuff back on track says, "I feel sad for Johnny Gargano. Having to miss all of this due to injury must be killing him. Hope he comes back soon. It is the worst." I thought that, like, whether in regards to what you think right now, WWE does have all these interesting stories going on, all these brands are interlinking, and to not be part of that, especially when you are so, so, so linked to something like NXT, must suck. But it is, that's what injuries do, man. Injuries never come along at a good time. It's never like you get injured and you go, oh, thank goodness I don't have anything for eight weeks. There's always something that you have to sort of pay a price on for it. But that is also the price of wrestling. And Johnny Gargano especially, when do you ever see him phone it in? Never. So, I mean, ultimately, I hope he's all right. Ultimately, I hope he comes back. And maybe this helps him. Like, you know, when Becky Lynch missed Survivor Series last year, that worked out for the best. Maybe WWE can use this to, to raise Johnny Gargano up to, uh, to an even greater level. We, we shall see. Uh, Frequently Fine, the Super Chat says, <laughs> why, <laughs> why did I donate through the Super Chat? Because stuff just happens. Doesn't it just frequently fly? I do love how much that has caught on. Sometimes I come up with these crazy ideas and I think, am I just going to get like flame roasted for this? And then people react in a lovely way. And I'm like, oh no, it's okay. It's okay. Stuff just does happen. And thank you for that, my friend. That's very, uh, that's very kind of you. AJ Parker in the Super Chat says, hey, Quicksilver, I don't watch much Impact Wrestling, but it looks like I may be going to the Hard to Kill pay-per-view here in Dallas in January. Any message you want me to deliver to Sammy Callahan for you? Just tell him I'm coming to kick his ass. Tell him that Miller is coming. I'm not backing down. What culture deathmatch? Signed, sealed, delivered. April, Tampa, Florida, WrestleCon 2020, Pro Wrestling Revolver, Pancakes and Pile Drivers. I like Impact, you know. I think it's good. And I think we're building to, obviously, the Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard match, which I, I... Look, I'm not the... I've said this before. I'm not a massive fan of intergender wrestling but i'm not against it at the same time again i think you pick and choose and if you know a promotion does that and you don't like it don't watch the promotion but if they do go with it what an amazing thing to do in 2019 why can't tessa blanchard be the impact world champion why the hell not there's no there's no reason you can give me someone will go like i don't know because she's a woman it's like what are you living in 1947 and it wasn't great then if it makes sense of the story and people want it and the fans are behind her let it happen in the same way that it was called that Sammy Callahan won. In the same way it was called that Brian Cage won. In the same way that it was called that... I can't even think of old Impact Champions now. But that's my point, right? It, it depends what serves the story, what serves the audience. That's all it counts. Well, let me know what you think about the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, my friend. I think Impact's doing well. So many people say, why don't you do ups and downs for Impact? And it's because, look, we've tried it and the numbers aren't there. You do have to treat YouTube like a business in some sense. And if no, again, listen to the fans. If nobody is watching, while it would be great to do it, if you can actually use your time to you know, put on content that does better, that's what you have to do. And it does suck sometimes, but again, you've got to be smart. So have a good time there, man. Yeah, let me know what it's like. And just tell Sam McCallaghan that... Um, yeah, Miller, Miller ain't back. Even though it could be the last match of my career, 
when he beats the hoo-ha out of me, I'm still going to be there. <laughs> one way uh, one way or the other, right? I'm checking news to make sure there's no news. Dio Madden's going to be coming back to Raw commentary soon. He hasn't gone away. He's just um, selling the injuries from Brock Lesnar, which we should appreciate because sometimes we get annoyed about that when uh, people get beaten up and they're just back. <laughs> they're just back the following week. Uh, other than that, I think that's it. everyone. All the new stuff is just talking about the um, the people that headed to NXT last night, which we've talked about. Let me know in the chat who your favorite person there was. I think Becky Lynch was mine. Uh, Becky Lynch or, or Seth Rollins because they're big stars, and it does make you deep down mark out a little bit. Like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe what's happening. But other than that, no, I think that's. Uh, if someone's making a good point, why hasn't Roman Reigns been involved in any of this brand stuff? It's a very good point. I don't have an answer for it. But hey, look, he'd probably get booed wherever he went anyway. So. Why, <laughs> why, why put him through it? Uh, T20G in the super chat says, should Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman be the last crossover match? Absolutely not. I love them. I know some people don't at all. I get a kick out of them. A, I thought Tyson Fury did great, especially for his limited experience. But on top of that, I, I thought, what do I think I should say? When we do, I just get so intrigued. Like, what is Floyd Mayweather what is going to do? Uh, what is uh, Lawrence Taylor going to do? How is Stephen Amell going to do? Like, I, I love seeing people come into the world of, into the world of WWE, in the world of pro wrestling, and I love seeing how they how they then deal with that. So, no, I always want it to happen. If it happened all the time, that would suck. It would take uh, eyes off the prize. But look, over here in England, Tyson Fury being on that show got so much coverage. I heard WWE mentioned more times on mainstream radio and TV than I have done in years. And obviously Tyson Fury's name was affiliated to that, but it doesn't matter. I heard Braun Strowman being called Brain Strowman. He was called Breen Strowman. <laughs> you know, there was mistakes all over the place. Unfortunately, as is always the way, yes, uh, you know, people also went, oh, that stupid WWE stuff because they don't understand and they called it WWF. That's not so great. But in terms of getting the headlines they wanted, it worked. So they should do it again. I think Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman, I think it's one of two things. I think it's going to be Tyson and Braun teaming up at Rainier as a tag team, or you're actually going to get Brock Lesnar versus Tyson Fury. That's what I think. Um, my man, Raghaven, and in the Super Chat. Simon, are you going to invade Cleary's ups and downs today? The main roster's invasion of NXT was absolute carnage. You're going to have to watch Adam Cleary's NXT, which goes live usually about 5, 6 p.m. today on What Culture Wrestling to find out. But all I will say is that Cleary twice now, maybe even three times, has invaded my ups and downs. This would be the last time for me to get my revenge so maybe it's time I did it and laid down a little bit of a challenge. And my man Stan, after last night, I want to see Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. Tell me about it. Two guys that are in very similar positions. Like Keith Lee, to me, finally seems to be getting his due. I think he should be pushed to the moon. I think that he should win all the titles. <laughs> I think Keith Lee is great. And it's kind of the same with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre hasn't really found his place yet. I mean, he's a big deal. He's considered one of WWE's important guys. But he hasn't had a major feud that we can look back on. He hasn't gone after any titles. I do think that's in his future. But it's kind of the same with Keith Lee. They're kind of fumbling around in the middle at the moment as they wait for their, as they wait for their time. But I do think it will come because they're so talented. And as Stan said, yeah, last night was great. Look, last night was great all around. People always get negative with stuff. I loved it. I love NXT and I loved AEW. It just put a smile on my face. It reminded me of watching Monday Night stuff back in the day. I know I still get the best out of Raw and Smack. I find SmackDown more problematic with Raw at the moment because I thought this move to Fox was going to change everything. And then we've got dudes coming out dressed as dogs. 
<laughs> some some person tweeted me the other day at Simon316, cheap plug, saying they liked that segment and they wrote it in a way that they thought I was going to jump down their throat. Not at all. I think some people are saying it to be facetious, but if you like it, awesome. That's great. I'm not going to get mad at you. I didn't personally. It was too on the nose and it was too silly. But I want people to enjoy wrestling. I'm not doing it again. We've talked about it. Sean Gihon in the Super Chat says, The pop-up powerbomb from Keith Lee onto Drew might have been the best spot of the night. I'm slowly falling in love with Keith Lee. You're not alone, Sean. I was the same. I I saw Keith Lee at a... I can't remember if it was WCPW or Defiant, whether we'd rebranded. Either way, I saw him at a show there, and I couldn't believe I'd been sleeping on him so long. He's easy to watch. He's so likable. There's crazy moves. He's incredibly athletic for his size. He's, he's just fantastic. I think he, he's just so unique too. And he's got that, um, uh, what is it, bask in my glory. Thing. It's just great. I like Keith Lee a lot. I, I think he, and he's a fascinating story. Excuse me. You can find the interview on What Culture. Or it may be on the Defiant channel. If you just type in Keith Lee interview and maybe my name or What Culture, you'll find it. He's got a really, really interesting story. And uh, because of that, he it gives him a certain depth and it gives him a certain it gives him a certain edge so uh, that is the case i should say now as well if you haven't subscribed to the channel please do uh where are we on now i always give you a little update we're on 88.1 so we are 12,000 away from the big 100,000 i'd love to get there before the end of the year i don't think i'm going to add 12,000 subscribers in six weeks probably less five and a half but we can try so if you haven't subscribed uh, uh do, do do subscribe and that will and that will rock. Uh, right, we've got about 10 minutes to go. So I'll just do an open forum, to be honest. Ask a bunch of questions in the chat and we'll do, uh, we'll do a quickfire thing where I just answer them as best as I can. What I will do is I'll pimp out my weekend's matches. Tomorrow night, Friday, the 22nd, in Croydon at Selston Hall. I'm wrestling for Kapow Wrestling, going after their Hero Weight Championship, taking on the Mighty Quinn. So if you're around the London area, come on down. And then on Saturday... Uh, I'm doing for Immortal Wrestling. So search them on, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and I'm going to be there too. That's my weekend, Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm going to rest because I have niggling. No, they're not injuries. I just have bruises and bumps from uh, from being a wrestler. Who knew that it hurt? And of course, if you want to see me wrestling, you can on my YouTube channel right now. Uh, it's my new, my new wrestling finisher combo. Click the video. Feedback would be great. Like some people say I'm crap. That's okay. You can think I'm crap. It's fine. Uh, AJ Parker in the Super Chat says, What culture fans demand a what culture office match? Quicksilver, Simon Miller versus Adam Cheeky Cleary, aka Rock versus Mankind, empty arena match. Hey, if he wants to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Drop him a line. So you want Miller and Cleary to have an actual fight in the office, and I can I can go up there, and we can, <laughs> we can have a fight, and we'll work it, obviously. Uh, this week's winner, uh, there's no winner. This I never do that. I'm the winner. The fans are the winner. John Cena answer. But AEW, great. NXT was great. Does drinking tea help you lift heavier weights? Uh, I've never drunk tea in my life, so hopefully not. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, Did Jericho look dumb with falling into the Sky match? Yes, but that's okay because he's a heel. And when you're a heel, it's all right to look dumb because we're meant to hate you. So if you go, oh, you stupid idiot, that's just going to, you know, increase your negative thoughts towards Chris Jericho. If it had been the other way around, you're like, oh, but it wasn't. Chris Jericho can make mistakes. Chris Jericho can fall down. Chris Jericho can trick himself, work himself. And that's good because he's a moron as, as, we're meant to, as we're meant to take it. Do you think Mox will get his own TV belt or a hardcore type belt? No, I'd rather he went after a world title and we introduce something like the North American Championship and just have a, just have a belt for the mid-carders so they have something to focus on. Uh, like that battle royal for the ring I thought was good because it did have a purpose, but I'd like something more of that. Uh, Premier League ups and downs. We tried that. Nobody watched, so it got cancelled. Um, any plans to come to Uoval for UPW? 
I think I'm wrestling for UPW, aren't I? Hang on. I think I have a UPW match. I need to get my bookings open. As one is wont to do. Where are they? There. I think UPW is on here. There's every, the thing is, it may not be. There are so many different promotions. I am wrestling for UPW. 30th of November. Apparently, I'm wrestling for them next week. So there you go. That one's done. Uh, is Jericho the best champion in wrestling right now? Yes. Maybe Becky Lynch. I still like Becky Lynch's run. Obviously, the card is amazing. I do like Sammy Callahan, aside from the obvious. I would say yes. I think Jericho is a fair, uh, is a fair shout. After all the damage Seth Rollins has done to his credibility on Twitter, do you think he has done as a top face? If not in the company's eyes, at least the fans. Well, it's always a smallish minority on Twitter, but it hasn't helped. And I think some kind of reset or some kind of change would help him. But no, I still think he could be a face in the future. Uh, Anthony Taggart in the Super Chat says, I love the buckle bump into Spear. What else did you want to add to your moveset? Again, that's what that's my new thing. Again, you can check it out on the channel right now. Uh, with the some stuff you haven't seen, I've started to do more sort of neck breakers, uh, sort of world's strongest slams a la Mark Henry. There's some Northern Light suplexes in there. I've got the Falcon Arrow. So it's coming together slowly. Got this sort of like variation on a DDT. So yeah, there's lots of, um, there's lots of things going on. But it's just making sure they work, they work as and when. But yeah, there, there's other stuff I want to get in there. The neck breaker, especially, I'm working. I was doing a normal one, and then I got this much better one. Kind of like Triple H used to do when someone swings the line and you duck and you give them a neck breaker. So yeah, there's still a work in progress, but they are the things that I'm trying to I'm trying to get in. I code breakered someone the other day. It wasn't even intentional, it just happened. I don't think I'll add that in because I still think you want to keep the sanctity of some moves alive. And I think that's more of a finishing move, but it was still it was still cool to do. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the super chat says, is the is the ring in AEW the mid-card title? It could be. Very good point. The ring could become a title. Why not? It's something different. Again, a title doesn't mean anything. It, it just, well, no, it does, but it depends. It's, it's what you believe it to mean, right? So as long as All Elite Wrestling does a great job in making you think this ring means the world, hell yeah, why can't it be a ring? Fair play, fair point. Absolutely fair point. Um, do you think the battle royal outcome was obvious, seeing as it's the same last two as a double or nothing? No, not really. I assume those two would win because they're higher up in the hierarchy. But it just made me think that the ring is going to be a bigger deal than I first thought. And I'm okay with that. Uh, will Brian join a stable with Zayn, Nack, and Cesaro? No, the WWE's changed their minds on that. I think eventually Brian was going to win the Intercontinental title and be in the three-way Survivor Series. But obviously, he's now been programmed, um, programmed with The Fiend. Um, I think AEW is over as a company. That's why we hear more AEW fans boys dissing WWE stuff. I don't get into that. There's still plenty of WWE fans dissing AEW stuff. If you want to pick a side, go ahead. I just love wrestling. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to worry about that. Life is too short, as they say. And that is uh, that. You know, you you should just be able to watch whatever you want. But Twitter gives everybody a voice, and if people are going to shout into the abyss, and someone's going to shout back, then eventually it just becomes one big yelling. One big yelling conversation. I think that's everything. I don't think anything else has happened in the world of, of wrestling that I've missed, probably. Brandon Soros in the Super Chat says, The Ring is a Ring of Honor idea when Cody was there. Oh, really? I'm a, I, I used to watch a lot of Ring of Honor, but that's the problem. You watch so much wrestling, you can't store all of it in there. Well, cool. Let's keep the ring going. I, look, the ring can either be a great prop for MJF to be a bigger heel, as everyone's like, it's just a ring dude, and he treats it like the Lord of the Rings. Or, it, yeah, but it can become as important as a title if it's treated that way. I like it. Do different things. We're always asking for a change to the status quo. 
That's one way to do it. You know, silly. Eh, wrestling's silly. Everything's silly. Geeked Out Nation says, MJF last night was perfect. Excellent heel work. He is very good. I think by now we will have to just, unless something amazing happens, he is going to be one to watch for the future. It's going to be a massive star. There's no two ways about it. He's going to be, uh, you know, one of the top heels in AEW. Maybe he already is. Favorite snack to eat while watching wrestling? Well, I don't really snack. I just eat one of my main foods. So it's my breakfast because I usually watch wrestling in the morning. So it is eight eggs, eight egg whites. That's right. Two chicken sausages and 100 grams of rice porridge or cream of rice, <laughs> as it's called. Dan Lemley has just thrown in some money in the super chat. Thank you, Dan. Always see your name popping up. I always do. I always do appreciate it. And I appreciate you all. I genuinely appreciate you all tuning in. I can't do it if you don't tune in. I can't do it without subscribers or patrons or super chats. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Again, tomorrow in Croydon, if you can come down to see me, please do. Saturday for Immortal Wrestling, come down if you can, please do. UPW next week. So my friend who mentioned that, I'm there. I'm coming to your oval. You can see me wrestling in my stupid pants. In the meantime, though, let's head over to What Culture Wrestling right now, 2 p.m. AEW Dynamite Ups and Downs. You'll get mad at my downs, as you always do, but you're allowed to. It's all about caring, and it's all about having this lovely relationship that we do. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316 is where you can support me uh, if you want my content to continue. Again, I can't do it without those guys and the super chat as well. Thank you to those guys. SimonMiller316 on Instagram and Twitter. PinsandKnucklesMerch.com for an exclusive SimonMiller t-shirt. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com if you want some SimonMiller merch. And what have I got? I've got wide t-shirts. I've got head slap t-shirts. I've got signed 8x10s. And there's a new design up there as well because when I was like, man... It's a little bit much. <laughs> so, so I changed it up. Um, there's probably some other stuff up there that I've forgotten about uh, as well. If I haven't got a size that you want, let me know and I'll let you know when they're back in stock. I think that's everything. I think that's all my, all my pimping, all my promotions. But enjoy yourself. This weekend, Survivor Series takeover, a lot going on. I'm sure some other crazy wrestling news will break. We can't get through a 24-hour period without that happening. And um, yeah, that's that. Just enjoy Thursdays. I'd say Wednesday. See, I'm so pumped about Wednesdays. It's not Wednesdays. Enjoy Thursdays. In terms of my, my schedule over the next few days, I'll see you Saturday on What Culture Wrestling to up those downs for SmackDown. And then I'll see you Sunday to up those downs for NXT TakeOver because Cleary is doing the reactions for Survivor Series, so I'll do that. And then Monday, we'll up those downs for Survivor Series, and then I will sleep. A lot of wrestling, but it's all good. <laughs>